Welcome to The Uplift, where we are uplifting our lives, uplifting each other, and uplifting our communities together. Thank you for joining myself, Sai Herrera, and Tessa Savala here, two women, two attorneys, doing it our way, and inviting you here each week to share in on the stories, advice, and life lessons we've picked up along our journeys that keep us uplifted, and that will hopefully do the very same thing for you. Now buckle in and let's get ready to be uplifted. Hello, everyone. As always, I am Tessa and I'm joined by the lovely and accomplished and amazing Sai. Hello, hello. Hi, Tessa. How are you? I am well. It has been, as always, quite a week in the world with horrible earthquakes in Turkey and you know the usual news in the United States that catches my attention a lot and I think catches yours as well I think most of our listeners too and there were these kind of uproarious moments on national news shows concerning Nikki Haley's announcement that she wanted She is intending to run for president as a Republican in 2024, which was met on cast as, one, was she was too old or past her prime. She is 51, let's know. And and how old have our male presidents been? So much older. (laughs) All of the candidates, actually. (laughs) So much older. And then another news station, you know, so the usual thing that I would boil down to a woman's home is a woman's place is in the home, you know, cooking, mm. cleaning, reproducing, breeding, <laughs> right? Like serve oh. as my maid in my science experiment. And that's about it. <laughs> but, and this is 2023, just as a reminder. <laughs> I know. And it's just like frustrating. But I read this Absolutely. poem on Instagram this morning, which talked about this and then countered all the like bad I don't know I don't should I label it should we label it bad demeaning mm-hmm. minimizing limiting making women feel inferior because the people who say it believe I think believe that women are inferior yeah right like, supremacy yeah, yeah the <laughs> talking points <yeah. laughs> Oh, wait, uh, the classic example I received as a lawyer licensed in two states was from a Texas lawyer who said, you possibly could not understand, little lady. And I think that kind of epitomizes the, the thing, the whole gist oh, wow. of everything. And we hear about all those things, and mm-hmm. they happen. There's no doubt yeah. in the world it happens. They've happened to yeah. me. They've happened to you. They've happened to mm-hmm. people we know. Yeah. And... It is important that we talk about them, but at the same time, I feel like we don't talk about the good guys out there and the good women, like the women who uplift women, the men who uplift women, the cis men who uplift gay men, how whatever the combination is, just people uplifting each other. We don't hear about it. Like you really have to seek it out. Right. Yeah. And, And even if you did, it's not a news story. No, and so, so. Have <laughs> like, there's mean, no I, news. I assume people being news, nice to each other. And does the news only take that position because it 
breeds ads, right? Like yeah. all, those court docu- all those court yeah. documents that came out last week about Fox News and the election and how all these big names on Fox News behind the scenes as revealed by these court documents were like, you know, we don't believe that there was an election fraud, but <laughs> they also said we have to support our subscriber, our, mm. our followers, or our we have to listeners, support our subscribers. What? Yeah. And so we have to like publicly take this position. They, just like, oh my gosh, just, just don't call yourself a news company. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> That's the thing is like that's not news then. I just I don't understand. Or am I so cynical that it is all about making money? Oh right? no, like, it is. I don't I don't even think it's a question for me. I'm just like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> like everything else. <laughs> and I, I mean the people I mean. are not in the news business to, you know, <laughs> lift and inspire others. It's not what they're doing. <laughs> I don't even think they're in the news business to present news. Mm-hmm clearly not from that last example like literally that is there is no news business anymore there's not a news business it's not that it's something else something else something has gone terribly wrong (laughs) right and whether it's not whether it's ads or how many clicks people get Mm -hmm. on social media because they say bad things about women or people Mm. of color or homophobic statements or just fear fear based clickbait Mm -hmm. yeah and Mm -hmm. i mean are they Part of my expression, are they getting off on it by saying it? And do we give into it by clicking to see how horrible they are? Is it like rubbernecking, but social media oh, rubbernecking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're so she <laughs> <laughs> Human beings love it. They love it. It's just, it's hard. It's just, you know, it's human nature. That's, that's why I say human beings and not any one grouping of human beings yeah. it's just I mean gossip has been around since the beginning of time it's it's juicy people want to know what's up they want to know what's going on in other people's lives and you know it's just not I mean is that news I mean they should call it gossip channels maybe right <laughs> I could make it more accurate I don't know but but I do think it's 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 I mean whether or not to your question people are getting off on it I mean is irrelevant what what they're doing is they're you know they're finding things that get other people off right and Mm -hmm. and and charging and getting money for that basically so it's that's it like it doesn't matter whether or not they actually enjoy it themselves that's almost irrelevant like they're the damage that they're doing still happens does that mean there's no money in being a good person and uplifting people I love no, I don't think that's true. So there is, so there is. I mean, look at Oprah. Okay. Look at, um, ah. you know, look at, look at the people doing um, amazing inspirational work. I've, I just read a book with uh, Tony Robbins. Like, I feel like there's, there, it's out there. You just have to want it, not just want it, but you know, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you have to be really conscious of it, right? Because, um, like, I always tell my sister, you know you either like build the world you want around you or you let the world push you around into the life they want for you. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Like if you want to be surrounded by positive, uplifting messaging and inspirational, you know, wisdom and just motivation. I mean, those words are even, I feel like they're not even good enough to describe what we're trying to talk about. But You know, if you want to be surrounded by positivity and you want to lift up your uh, well-being and enlightenment then you have to surround yourself with that energy mm-hmm. period and if you don't 
you know, <laughs> the stuff that's floating out around there um, that's going to get you. Um, it's, it's not good. And it's going to be serving someone else's agenda and someone else's architecture for your life. See, I love the way you phrase it like that, that it's serving somebody else and not yourself. And mm-hmm. how I think even I'm guilty of it, not re- conveying and relaying the positive stories that I hear, right? Mm-hmm. When, you know, mm-hmm. someone helped someone else get a job or get a client or yeah. help them out of a hard situation. And mm-hmm. it was not the kind of normal pairing that you would think. We're not telling those stories. And we're not telling the stories about how, at least not to a broad enough ar- audience, I don't think, of no, that kind of yeah. uplifting and supportive community that is out there. And I don't yeah. think they're, I don't think they're necessarily hiding. I think it's exactly what you said that like, all the juicy bits are in the gossip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, even even the, I don't know, I even the, like things like mutual aid. I feel like you know, where's the publicity for that? You know, where where's mm-hmm. the education, the public education about it? I mean, I think it's it's an, an incredible thing that I'm still learning about, and and it's something that I am thirsty for. You know, I'm like, and I'm sure I could find more and more if I searched and searched. But it's it's strange to me that like there's so many other negative things out there that are just common knowledge. You know what I mean? Like all of the mm-hmm. things that you just talked about, everybody knows about those things, but what is a good, positive, uplifting story that everybody knows about the seek? Exactly. And I also, you know, I think there's a lot of people who would say, well, to simplify, oversimplify this, the good mm-hmm. men need to correct the bad men. But uh-huh. is it just upon the men or is it everybody who should just start uplifting mm-hmm positive things and I don't even know if it's about correction I kind of think it more mm-hmm. like positive reinforcement like you yep. know talk about yep. and praise the good people so that you yep. like reward that behavior it's about what who you're putting the spotlight on like who are yeah. you passing the mic to you know and we are again like it's 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 for me there's when I think about things I think about them visually sometimes and I think about it's like when you're in a room and it's a finite amount of space that you can fill it up with different things you can only fill it up with so many people you can only fill it with so much sound right if you have a lot of like different sounds combating each other like that wouldn't work you know like imagine you're in a concert and you have like 10 different bands playing at the same time (laughs) like it's not gonna work you know so it's like you have to clear the clutter and you have to focus your attention and you have to put the people around you closest to you that you really want to be I mean, influenced by, that you want to be inspired by, that you want to, you know, feed off of and, and, and take on some of their energy. And so I think you're right. Um, People oftentimes, I mean, first of all, again, the focus is on the bad actors. I think that's Mm -hmm. the problem. So when you're putting the spotlight on the bad actors, then it's like, well, who's going to fix this person or how are we going to fix it? Or, you know, what, what's, what, what's, how are we going to solve this? Which human beings are also incredible problem solvers we love like I mean some people just that's all they're about they want to solve problems so it's like you see a problem you want to solve it right (laughs) um but you're right I mean it it goes to the detriment of of all of the positive things that are happening you know all the allyships or friendships or relationships that are good and positive and healthy and if nothing else I've learned that when when all there is is negativity or all there is is abuse or all there is is, you know, poor lifestyle even. It's not about only taking that stuff out. It's about replacing it with something 
good and something positive, right? And I and I think that that's kind of the same thing here where, you know, um, the only way people are still going to want to new, want news. People are still going to want stories. People mm-hmm. love stories, right? People need their stories. Um, but yeah, what are we choosing to talk about? What are we choosing to take up all of our time and our energy and our space and our minds, right? And our consciousness. And, um, and it's, for me, it's like, you just have to replace it with something, with something good. And, and, and I, I worry that we just get so caught up in these national conversations that we just get lost on like the, the closer, you know, more, almost more relevant yeah. things <laughs> or the smaller <laughs> stories, I guess. Like, yeah. you know, like we're talking about a candidate that might run for president and, you know, and it's, it's good. I mean, I, I just, it's, I, I just don't like, I don't know. I feel like there's also like a woman here in Austin who is like doing something right now that's incredible and is making a difference and I don't know anything about her, you know, and I would just yeah. love to know about her and know about like how she's doing that. And, um, you know, maybe if I want to maybe be inspired and, and do some of the things that she's doing or just get to know her or what have you, you know. And so I find that very interesting that there's this big chasm for me between the fact that we have so much information, like an onslaught of information, maybe too much information. Well, I won't say that. I think information is good. Um, but, you know, a lot of it has to do with like these big, almost, almost, I don't know if I want to say out of reach, but just like far, far, things that are far away, it feels like in time and relevance in in space to me. And I don't, I don't know. Like I, I tried to watch local news even, and, and I'm sometimes just like, this is not good either. Right. <laughs> <So many reasons. laughs> and I think it's just because again, it's like, you know, news is the news. Like it's going to be about the negative things happening. And, and it's almost for me, honestly, like a little bit, just, it's just like a micro traumas, if that's the thing, or just like mini traumas of the day or triggering traumas that are not so many because they hearken to like these deep traumas that we have collectively experienced with, with news absorption. So I know I'm making it a little bit more about news, but at the same time, you know, it's just interesting to me that, you know, the, the, the narratives that we're creating and the conversations that we have are very influenced by the news. And when we're talking about the different men in the world and, and, and what they do and who they are in our society, that narrative, that, um, you know, that, that script that we make about like who men are, what they do, what, what they're about. It's almost like it's coming from this very like national news place for me anyways. Is that your experience of, of, of what you're hitting on? Yeah, I get, well, I'm going to be very cynical this, <laughs> this time <laughs> because I question. We're going to turn it around I, somewhere in there. I know. <laughs> yes. I don't know that we actually have local news because most yeah. of those local stations are actually mm, owned by like oh, national yes. chains, right? So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> do we actually have local yeah. news? And they have all the same talking points throughout the country right. and what have you. And it's all, yeah, it's all synced up. And that's, and that's probably the part of the problem. That's what I mean. It's like, I don't even know where to look, you know, um, like I, I'm trying to think of like what I used to, I used to, I, I tried, I used to be more of a news junkie. I, I really, I really kind of abstain a lot more um, lately because I, I really find it somewhat traumatic, <laughs> just triggering and traumatic <laughs> for me personally. But um, 
you know, I used to watch uh, an independent news organization and they were going through my mind as we were talking about this. And I remember them t always talking about like, you know, we're funded by the community. We don't take this money. We're not, fun mm -hmm. you know, we're not owned by these, these big media corporations. And I used to think that's, that's cool. Um, and I trusted, you know, their content, but even, you know, even with them, it's like their content was, I mean, doomsday bad. Like, I mean, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was very accurate, which is terrifying, but it was also, you know, it was hard stuff to digest on a daily basis. I was like an hour long show on a daily basis where I was like, oh, this is a lot, you know? And yeah. so, and yeah, that's so I would get into it, but now I'm like, I don't know that I want to, that to take up so much of my mind because it's not just that hour even. It's like the rest of the day I'm thinking about it, wanting to solve right. these problems that I cannot possibly impact in a day. Like it's just, you know, a kind of setting myself up for failure. And that's not what I'm about. I'm about the opposite. That, I'm like, <laughs> right. I think that sticks with you, right? Like, oh, yes. It's something that yes. we have talked about on mm -hmm. repeat, which is mm -hmm. selecting the type of people that make you feel good to be around. Mm. And I personally don't feel good when I hear all these stories about how yeah. crappy the world is. And I do yeah. think they need to be told because I think we all need to know they that do. that exists. Absolutely. But when they do, 90% of what is out there for information, mm -hmm. and I'm just making that up, I haven't done like empirical research. So, right. Right. Just so everybody knows. But <laughs> an overwhelming majority, in my opinion, right. is focused on this kind of like sensational, somebody did something really bad or really wrong, and we need to talk about it. And yes, it needs to be a conversation. But at the same time, I'd also like to hear about somebody who did something really great at that same time or in the same area. Right? Like, why can't we have some sort of yeah, news idea where... You know, this person was, what is something, was mean to puppies. I'm trying to think of something mm -hmm. that's like mm -hmm. not human related. <laughs> and then this person, you know, take, start creating Save the puppies. Yeah. Say, save the puppies, right? Like, yeah. And I don't want to use the yeah. word balance because I know some of those news <laughs> say that. <laughs> but at the same time, they obviously are. I'm talking more like empirically balanced. Yeah. Yeah, like, and maybe there's, I mean, to be fair, maybe there is no balance. Sometimes it's just bad news and yeah. nobody's doing something good, maybe. But I mean, did they even, I mean, did somebody try to find a good story, you know, about this? Uh, probably not. I would, I love that challenge. Like, I would love that challenge of an anchor or investigator being like, or journalists, you know, just thinking like, wow, this is a big story. I wonder if I can engage the community around mm -hmm. this and that to me would be enough honestly like for me I would totally get into the news again especially local news if somebody was like okay this happened this was a bad situation and here is the community to respond who has been on the ground who has you know created community organizing who has you know charitable organizations working on this who has advocacy organizations working on it or what have you and here's what they need to say here like here's a platform for them to talk mm -hmm. about it right now and help you understand how you could get involved if you're interested or like something like that for me would be like yes I would be interested now in like an activating an activating moment right just like having an activation where I'm thinking okay maybe I can do something about this instead of feeling like I'm almost being traumatized and victimized by just like a bad story that I can't do anything about I feel helpless I feel lost I feel terrible and 
and and then I'm left to sit with those feelings with no nothing with just no consult right I mean I don't know if that's the answer for everyone but I kind of like that idea for me <laughs> and for me I like something like really practical like I want to see that this organization has helped you know mm-hmm. I don't know Sarah whatever her last name might be mm-hmm. in that same situation like I want to know that there yeah. were practical people yeah. who were helped to get to a better place and we're uplifted by this group oh and just speaking from a you know a point of of nonprofit um leadership and and work um you know stories are so important to our work it's it's you know something that that really can translate to all of the community what we're really doing and and how it's having impact right and people relate to Mm -hmm. stories and it's one of the things that nonprofits always 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 struggle with always there I mean there's so many things yes because it's like you're just trying to do the work like you're trying to save the babies like you're just trying to keep people from drowning or whatever you're trying to do and you know getting stories is one of the last things on the list it really is one of those things that I'm always trying to work in somehow systemically and you know if the news community if the journalist community would support us in that that would be amazing. That would be so amazing because they could be sharing those stories. Now, you know, nonprofits, some do it well, but I'm, I'm telling you, the ones that are doing it really well and preparing these beautiful, you know, stories for the news, um, those people usually, you know, are far along. They, they've, they've gotten together. They have a person, you know, dedicated staff that can, can work on storytelling. Like, it costs money <laughs> to put together stories. It really does. And talent and skill and time. Right. And so those are one of the things, I mean, that's just, that's just an opportunity for people who really want there to be true stories, local stories, stories of good people, good men, women, children, and everyone in between, you know, that are doing things in the community. You could help a local nonprofit out because every local nonprofit is, you know, impacting lives in your community, but their stories are usually going, you know, just generally untold. <laughs> there there might be a quote or something. <laughs> yeah. Do you think people want to tell their stories on social media or do you think there's a fear mm-hmm. of telling their story because the trolls will be out to get them once they tell their story? Oh, because well, no matter what course. you're doing, people are going to yeah. attack you. And if you tell a good story, people are going to attack you. The internet is not a safe place for so many people. And then the people that are being helped, especially with nonprofits, um, first of all, there can be stigma in receiving help, period. There's still a terrible stigma, even though so many people, you know, have used nonprofits, especially through the pandemic that maybe have never used it before. Um, There's a stigma, first of all, there. So there's a lot of times hesitancy for people to share their stories publicly, period. Um, and you have to honor that. That's that's another reason why it's hard to to build stories in nonprofit work because you know somebody might want your services, but they don't want to talk about their stuff publicly. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they just that's a private also, matter, right? I also think there's a segment of society who doesn't want to know that people are happy or that mm. good things happen to them, mm. Mm. like the Debbie Downer yeah. of the world. Oh, for sure, for sure that. But and then you got to ask yourself why. <laughs> yeah. Why? Or the Karens. Maybe that's a better 
phrasing it but in modern society I probably just dated myself with Debbie Downer <laughs> I think that's her Saturday Night Live skit. I never thought about it. it is oh my god I can see her face oh my god and I didn't even think about that I'm thinking it's like you know just different ways to say it but um but absolutely I think it's it seems as though you know people you know feed off the negativity like we talked about right but mm-hmm. um and and some people, it's just, you know, all the sayings go through my mind, like, misery loves company, and, you know, stuff like that. It's just, yeah. it's another Why does happiness thing. love company? I, like, happiness should love I don't company. Know. I know. I mean, I think it can, right? Like, I think, like, love and happiness are infectious in ways, right? Like, you see someone coming in with a big smile, you tend to get a little bit happier, a little smiley, unless you're determined. <laughs> even if rare times that I'm in a bad mood and I see you I know mm-hmm. that I'm going to leave our conversation or our mm-hmm. meet up or whatever it is in a better place and I'll be happy about it well I believe that energy is just infectious and in, 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 in any form right and so yeah. my my thought is that you know maybe some of them are more powerful than others and I honestly think unfortunately it's it seems like the negative energy is 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 more powerful in ways it's more infectious in ways like a disease like a virus <laughs> it's yeah. more infectious than 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 happy positive energy but happy positive energy it, it, it can spread and people do pick up on that energy depending on how receptive they are right and yeah. so like people are different in the receptive levels um but you know it's i guess you can talk about like the empaths and and different levels of, of receptivity but you know, you got to be really careful. Like the people that, that, you know, can be influenced by happy moods, they probably more likely to be influenced by negativity. And that's why we always talk about, you know, who are you surrounding yourself with? What energy are you surrounding yourself with? What kind of, you know, people, frankly, are you surrounding yourself with? Because it, it, it will impact you, whether it's subconscious or conscious. Um, so you have to be, be really careful about that. And I, and, and it's just on the bigger level, it's the same thing with your newsfeed. It's the same thing with mm-hmm. what you're listening to, you know, what you're interacting with on social media, you know, and it's, 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 it's a scary world as, as in regards to like getting online and again, just letting it be. Um, it's almost as if you have to be extremely intentional. And if you go down that bad rabbit hole, I've done it before where I'm like, I'm going to do this with social media now. And then I'm like, Oh no, let me reverse that next day. Like just, <laughs> that was a bad idea. <laughs> I have started (laughs) blocking and silencing and unfollowing Mm -hmm. when somebody is too negative or mean or nasty. Don't need that. You don't. don't. And it's so tempting. Like you can get baited, you know, when people say things that are so outrageously, um, you know, maybe in your opinion, wrong or immoral or, you know, just negative or unnecessary or, or based in ignorance or what have you. Um, and you can feel such a, a jolt, you know, of yeah. indignation, <laughs> which I, I know I'm prone to. And that's why I can't, I can't, like, if I know people are going to be going on, on, you know, ridiculous racist rants or something, I'm just like, nope, I don't need that <laughs> in my life because I, you know, I don't get paid to argue with you. I could buy I think I'm almost better at it in person where I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. having that conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I'm reading the news, I'm like, mm-hmm. 
it's always been so fun. Intellectual curiosity is why are people so fascinated <laughs> with all this horrible stuff? Let me just keep reading. <laughs> Maybe I'll find the answer why they want all this bad stuff in their world. And just, just uh, tell you. no, just just tell yourself, oh, that's human nature. I'm glad I don't have that problem and move on. <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah, people and, are know, think... with them. <laughs> the past week, that's the one that really set me off was the whole a 50 year old woman is past her prime. I'm just like, mm, first of really? all, who decided there was a prime? And also, that language is steeped in childbearing bull crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, and and also, of course, defined by the men of the patriarchy that designed it. So, and right? that's it. But I can't. I just can't. It's I can't just, either. I just can't. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't even. I, I mean, and I really like, I marvel at the people that subject themselves to all of this. I really do. Like, I, 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 I I think I just have to like give them respect to be like, you know what you're getting into and you're still doing it. That's that's okay. That's you. <laughs> I know, and I mean, I respect her decision to do this. Not my, not my kind of bellywick in her viewpoint. <laughs> However, I think it's great for all young women to see somebody out there doing it, and there should be more women out there doing it, whether or not I agree with them or not. Just yeah, so that people know that women are, can occupy that space. Yeah, but it, it is interesting, and I and and one of you know the topic of 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 men and how they're portrayed in general is is interesting. Um, I, I think it speaks to a larger thing of just like how people are kind of typecasted generally, right? Mm-hmm. But um, in this specific example, I find it interesting because guess what? What serves the patriarchy better? stories and and really you know testimonies of men and women working well together for the lifting of equal rights and Mm -hmm. equity amongst women and men or this dichotomy of men versus women this story this narrative of one against the other and who's winning right because if you do that then literally your gender just pits you against the other gender immediately instantly yeah by the by the sake of the framing of the situation right so again for me it's it's intentional and it's a little diabolical and we have to be smart enough to look at this and say i see what you're doing I see what you're trying to do <laughs> and we're not going to fall for that. Right. And I love, you know, the, the poem that you found because it, it just challenges, you know, it stops for a second and says, no, we're not going to accept this. We're not going to accept that this is just the truth for everyone. And that this is the truth in every situation. Um, you know, here's my experience. I have a lot of great men in my life that are lifting me up, that are encouraging me, that respect me, respect my opinions, seek out my opinions. Um, And that's one person's experience and that experience counts. And it speaks to other people's experiences. I think there was, you know, thousands of shares or impressions or what have you on this thing. And I just think, oh, well, when I see that, that means that people, you know, agree with us and, and probably relate to it in some way. And that's somewhat encouraging, right? Because whenever there's somebody villainizing any one group of people, that should be a little ding, little. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Yeah. Little bell in your head um, that says, um, maybe somebody's trying to, to manipulate me right now. Mm-hmm. 
and it's like a red flag from that right <laughs> exactly like, <laughs> i would guess the status quo benefits from it of course of course because yep. you know this, this they built the patriarchy it took hundreds of years and they're not going to let it be dismantled quickly and swiftly and easily <laughs> without a fight, right? And, um, and, and there's so many tools that have always been used. I mean, I don't know why. It's just coming to my mind. And it probably has nothing to do with it. But it makes me think of the book title of, you know, women are for Venus and men are from Mars or what have you. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Was that from the 70s or something? I don't know what that's even really about. But it's I such a either. cultural idea. Yeah, I don't actually know. I know it was a book. I have no idea what the book was actually about. If it was good, if it was terrible, if it was, you know, just sexist. As hell. I have no idea. <laughs> or maybe it was something good. I have no idea. But whatever no idea. it was, whatever it was, all of us know that title. And people use it as a colloquial thing mm-hmm. that they I mean not so much today of course but people used it for you know what decades <laughs> and we still they know did. what they it used, is yeah they use sad they use oh well boys will be boys mm. so many justifying so much justifying rationalizing language right of yeah. just well this is the way it is so uh, and, and literally it's just like let's protect the status quo this is the way that it is and this is why it's that way and you can't do anything about it you might as well say that that's what all of those things mean like oh women yes. and men are just different well boys are just gonna do what they're gonna do There's nothing we can do about it nothing we can change right like i mean it's just so amazingly defeatist <laughs> it, it just is. kills me <laughs> The one that always kills me the most because it impacts so many women is the like dress codes in school or oh, what used to be in like law firms, codes. right? Like oh. it's not it's not or about courtrooms. actually how I feel like there's still, courtrooms. It's, it's still a mm-hmm. thing, right? I mean, I was in front of a judge before who was mm-hmm. only it was skirts only or dresses only. And there mm-hmm. were no pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't. I just can't. I can't either. <laughs> and I mean, even that is interesting to me of like, you know, is the environment you're putting yourself in oppressive? And if it is yeah. and you know it, like, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to, are you, is it worth it for you to stay there for some greater reason? Or do you remove yourself from it? Like for me, I'm trying never to walk into another courtroom again. That's my goal in life. <laughs> Unless I'm like, you know. <laughs> collecting money thank you (laughs) I don't need to be there (laughs) so but I mean that's one of the reasons why you know it's so stuffy it's so oppressive to me literally Mm -hmm. like and I would wear the skirts and I can just feel my stomach being compressed I just (laughs) hate it so much and I would feel literally almost sick because I was so nervous and I was just so constrained Mm-hmm. I can hardly sit down and I don't think anyone has any idea what women are going through in that space I don't know how the men feel or anybody wearing suits or uh, other attire but I can tell you for me it was terrible well I mean I have to say I did not know how men wear suits in summer in Austin like, mm, it's yeah. 110 That's degrees with 80% <laughs> humidity how are you wearing a suit that's probably lined in some sort of polyester they no matter how expensive like a... your suit is <laughs> They should be making suits that have like uh, patches of absorption or something, <laughs> right? Like, or what about all these high performance fabrics that are out there for like, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, all that those being used? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think a yeah. business is boiling. <laughs> oh yeah, I was also thinking when you were describing these things about like things that I did to myself, 
younger mm. in my career, like mm. wearing high heels every day, mm-hmm. which I never necessarily, I always bought, made sure I bought heels that were comfortable. But at right. the same time, why Plus did I do are more comfortable. <laughs> that is, if you're going to, as somebody who tends to trip because, mm. you know, I am not the most coordinated person in the world. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't like to avoid breaking an ankle, and I think yeah. that it would occur more frequently in heels. So I have like oh. let this go away to the side, and I'm not wearing heels every single day because I would like to not fall on my face. <laughs> but the idea of so many women and so many business women thinking that is what needs to happen, and what really caught me was I read. Think some blogger who was a high power lawyer in New York City, and she decided that she was no longer going to appear before clients looking like she was there to do their taxes. Which, let's mm. face it, if you're wearing a dark suit and just kind of like serious lawyer attire, you do kind of look like you're there to either be an undertaker or to do their taxes. <laughs> Audit somebody. <laughs> right. Like, and I, I kind of take that to heart. Like, I think you could look professional without looking like you're the undertaker right or an auditor right. absolutely absolutely yeah the color revolution <laughs> yeah uh, yeah absolutely. or the idea that you could wear shoes that were not you know three inch heels mm. with a pointed toe right like yeah. wow there's a whole yeah. world of shoes out there oh yeah absolutely and it's about the open-mindedness of the you know of the people that have power and control though that's what's interesting about mm-hmm. it and so that's that's you know can you change it or do you have to leave it before it cha- you know I don't know but um but I do I do I do appreciate people who have the freedom and space of doing things differently it really Absolutely. inspires people it's really crazy it's just wild that like you can see somebody and be like oh I can do that too yeah I mean it's that simple it's that simple sometimes I remember working in the Texas Capitol and it was a time when pantsuits were like all the rage, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the you know, early mid two thousands. And I remember people coming up to me saying, Wow, you're not dressed like everybody else and I'm like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Uh uh-huh. one, I'm not <laughs> dressing for everybody else, I'm dressing for myself. <laughs> But now, well, you know, that's kind of the norm, right? Like people, they're not in some sort of uniform. And I think that's, right. it helps when there's examples of people who aren't always wearing that's uniforms. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 The conformity is never good <laughs> in wow. my mind. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe for some things we got to come together and, and do something right now. Okay. But, you know, let's get towards the freedom <laughs> and the self-expression right? like, and self-comfort, you know, self-service. Like, let me be your guide. Bring out the high heels if you want to go on a nice date with your mm-hmm. self. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, don't look like the auditor or the undertaker. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I wonder if, um, I wonder if if everyone listening has has taken the time to um, think about what they could wear if they could wear anything they want. Right, because or and and this is just one example of so many things, but literally, it seems to me in my experience talking with lots of folks that it never occurs to people to do something different. It never even really occurs to them. Right? Yeah, they need to give themselves permission, and that's what seeing somebody else doing something sometimes gives you permission to do it yourself. And I mean, I definitely like 
use that over and over again in my life where it's, 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 it's about clothes. It's about, you know, career, it's about lifestyle. It's about traveling. It's about everything, finance and, and everything else. It's like, literally, if I see someone else doing it, I'm like, Oh yeah, I can do it. Then. They're doing it. I can do it. And that helps me get past these limiting just things that I don't, I don't even know we're there sometimes. And I, you know, I, when you say it like that, it makes me think it's probably the same story for all the kind of oppressive, sad news that we see out there. Like we need mm. permission to seek out the other mm. news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need a TMZ for good uplifting stories. Like, can we do, can we Ooh, do something yeah. that everybody will actually want to see? And I, and I, and I do see that there are people on the scene, you know, trying to do some of this and, I really appreciate that. You know, it's it's not easy to do something different and you don't get the instant support, you know, that other people get, um, you know, from successful, you know, just just clicks and ads and all of that. So I, I love that people are doing it and maybe we work to uplift them um, in the work that they're doing, sharing positive yeah. um or even the challenge that we talked about earlier of, you know, if, if you do send something off, that's maybe really hard news to listen to or to see into the, you know, diaspora, maybe you are also finding something of an activation for people to also use or, or even just a good story or something else <laughs> to maybe not balance but to add to and enrich you know yeah. and, and fill out the larger story that really surrounds it because that's the human experience you know the human experience is not just bad it is bad Correct. and it's a lot of good it's both and everything at the same time right and so anytime that we're getting just one thing one dimensional things first of all like ew that's not fun <laughs> <laughs> It's not cute, you know. We need more. No. Give us more. We do. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I think it's also. I was thinking about how do we make like good news or good stories sensationalized, and I thought, why don't we hear about more people who stop their cars in the middle of the street and you know, mm. chase down the dog or chase down the cat to get them out mm. of the road for safety, mm. right? Yes, yes, yes. Which is kind of sensational, right? See the woman yeah. running through oh, traffic, you see a grabbing cute the dog. little dog. Oh yeah, put the dog on the front of it. <laughs> people love yeah. dogs. People love animals in general, especially cute ones. <laughs> so, why not? We can totally find sensational angles. I love that. Yeah, and you know, maybe it's that we're not talking about good stories in the kind of same way that we're talking about the bad stories. Mm-hmm. Like, do we tend to sensationalize the bad stuff because it makes it ooh that much more interesting? But what if we chose to like sensationalize the good stuff we might have to make a news network i guess i don't know <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome <laughs> yeah you know but then you can hear about how city council isn't you know raising the 10 cents sales tax mm-hmm. or whatever to for like the trauma on people's finances but rather because they're saving puppies and helping old people <laughs> and this is the, their stories that's a good point why are we talking about that I don't know I I, I you know I don't know I, I find it interesting like even as you're talking about it I would love for that to be real and it seems like Me people too. just get um people seem to get 
stuck in in the idea that like well we need to know the problems because we need to know what to solve and all of that and I'm like of course like I'm totally with you but we have so many channels for that we have so many Mm -hmm. outlets for that it's like it is the thing it's almost like black history month where people are like why do we need a black history month and it's like because all the other months are not about black history (laughs) that's why that's why we need it it's ridiculous that it's not there and it's the same thing or not the same thing but it's a a a somewhat similar thing in that you could say well we have to be intentional because it doesn't already exist in the greater you know in the greater schism of things so hmm I like that. And I wonder if, if anyone's doing it too. That's the other thing is, you know, sometimes it's not reaching us, um, which is problematic. Right. Maybe it's about, you know, doing whatever we can to lift and amplify the people already doing some of this stuff and, um, and maybe sharing it somehow. One idea that I had for um, our nonprofit work was, do you, did you remember back in, I don't know, had it been a few years ago already now that they did something like a story corps. Um, I don't know if it was NPR or something, but it was like, they would set up like a phone booth all over the world or something to that effect. I can't remember all the details. And people would just go in the booth and essentially record an audio story of whatever in their life. Like just, I think it was like just good things mostly. Um, maybe not. Maybe it was just real things. I don't know if it was supposed to be good or negative or anything else. It was just real stories like this is my story. This is our love story or this is my cancer story or whatever it might be. You know, people told their stories and then it was an opportunity for people to hear real stories. And I was thinking, you know, it would be wonderful to have kind of a story core for all of the local nonprofit work that's happening and how it's impacting local lives, because then it's coming from people in their perspective and it's about them wanting to share their story and it could be shared anonymously it could be shared in a way that's not going to you know I, I think that in the story core I, I don't know if they they identified people or not but I mean you could share all the stories anonymously <laughs> and it wouldn't be an issue right it would just be about the story and so yeah, that's like just I, one thought that I had I love this idea because I think it's so interesting that you could get some of these boys you could mm-hmm. do a cartoon image for that person, mm-hmm. whether it resembled them or not, mm-hmm. have them just mention their first name or whatever name they wanted to give. Yeah. And, you know, you bring home the story in a way that could be very positive, but also protective of the person who is sharing the information. Be yeah. either traumatic or personal or something that otherwise would not share because you've given them that safe place to do it. This is fantastic. <laughs> and it it just it just flips the whole you know um dynamic in that yeah. a lot of times people who are telling the news like you mentioned they are telling the news I'm doing air quotes in my room <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm glad you're they're telling the news um, through all of these talking points that are coming from, you know, some corporate head of, of one of six, you know, conglomerate type of global media companies or what have you. That really might not even have anything to do with the local stories, especially that that really pisses me off, I guess. And so, um, you know, the, the framing of the stories is one of the most important things, really, right? Because you can take any set of facts and you can probably make it what you want it to be about I mean as attorneys we're basically trained in this <laughs> we're basically <Yes>. trained <laughs> to, 
to be able to frame things, you know, in our client's favor. And I always find that lesson very interesting. Like I apply it to so many things in my life where I'm just like, you could, you could make this anything like you could, you could frame it in a different way. And so my point being is that, um, when you let people or, or not let people, but you, you, you create a platform or co-create a platform for people to tell their own stories. It's gotta be so much more powerful, right? Because you're getting it straight from that person. Not to say that you might, you know, interpret it perfectly the way that they would have you interpret it, but, but just the fact that you're hearing it directly from them, the way that they would phrase it, the way that they would describe it, the way that they interpret what happened to them um that that gives a whole other power dynamic and um and a whole other level of insight that you wouldn't get otherwise from a third party storyteller i love this i love the idea of finding way, more ways to get people's stories out there yeah. and of course stories that help people get uplifted as well even if those are stories about bad things that happen to us, I'm sure they have what they would rather have seen happen or, you know, lessons that people could take away so that they can find an uplift in every story. Because as you have mentioned, we are trained as lawyers. <laughs> and I fully believe that there is something to be taken as an uplift from every single story, no matter how crappy they are. Mm-hmm. That's a great perspective Just, too. And that, I mean, that that might be part of it, honestly, you know, I used to watch this other, uh, I think, independent news organization, and um, they always had, I thought, something interesting to say, but one day, I think it was probably, honestly, like, just, you know, what I consider our work together, working to make our lives more just positive and, and, and and optimistic really and intentionally optimistic in ways that I I really took a look at it and thought you know no matter what happens in the world they always find something negative to say (laughs) (laughs) and even though like my intellectual side of me like kind of is obsessed with it or I'm just like yes let's tear this story apart you know I it's it's fun for me in ways where I'm like I love this like exercise of my brain of my intellect of like how can I be critical here right like it's 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 a good fun exercise for me to have like this critical thought but what I realized especially because it was like maybe all I was watching at the time or it felt like that anyways um, I was like, this is a lot of negative, <laughs> Just like, there's, you know, even things like they would tell a story, like, here's the news story, they would start off with the news story. And then it's like, Oh, that's not bad. And then they would be like, this is terrible. And these are the reasons why and I'm like, well, you know, I, even if I agreed with them, I'm just like, wow, it's just really like, really strong on the negativity, you know, and no room for anything else. And so um I don't like that. And um, I mean, even when I did like it, I realized it wasn't that good for, for me. And, um, and, and it might, it might have a lot to do with, you know, the teller, the, the lens that it's coming through. And so that's why I love the idea of it coming straight from, from people and their experiences. But I wonder if there's also like, I don't know, I wonder if there's a place where I wouldn't say that you want it to be, always just like the person looking for the silver lining but wouldn't it be nice to have like 
both <laughs> where, so, where you ha- really have like somebody that intends to look for you know the place to critique and somebody who tends to look for like the good in in a story or yeah. or the, the saving grace I mean it would just be again it's just more about having like a fuller more robust richer experience versus like the single dimension type of thing like wouldn't it be nice if social media comments you could choose to either like I want to attack. Mm. I want to support. Mm-hmm. Or whatever mm-hmm. the tags need to be, right? So that you know that, hey, this person, let's take a example from the real world, the horrendous and horrific earthquakes that have been occurring in Turkey. Obviously, horrible, lots of death, horrible, horrible situation for this country. But at the same time, you know, that World Kitchen from Jose Andres has gotten in there so fast mm. and all these chefs are able to they know how to feed people and they are there almost immediately feeding people yeah and that's I, beautiful I of, that's humanity it, right there it is i think yeah. of how long when governments were doing it it took them to get organized and mm. get it all up and running and this is just like exactly within a few exactly. hours they're up and running yes and i think that's and, a good story that comes out of it absolutely and i mean just knowing that that exists and that people are doing it and doing it well and making a difference i Mm -hmm. know that that has to inspire people like it just has to inspire people to get involved in some way and that's the part that that really sticks out to me is that you know when you give people just bad terrible depressing tragic news (laughs) and then you don't give them any hope you know that then you leave them just in that state of depression and and that's I, I I really believe it has a lot to do with the state of our current you know mental health crisis in this country of just and probably the world um yeah of just people are being they're isolated to begin with they're literally sitting alone in front of a tv box that is mm-hmm. giving them this terrible terrible outlook of the world and leaving them with nothing no, no hope nothing like I don't know day I don't after think day too day after day hour after hour the 24-hour news cycle right and and for me it, you know humanity has gotten through all the things in history you could just you know think about the things in history like we're still alive I don't know that we you know we whether or not we've improved things or not we've gotten through them, we survived them at the very least, or, you know, the people who survived survived. Um, in what state? I don't, I can't say, but I can say that there's a bunch of examples, so many examples of people helping one another, of people showing mm-hmm. their humanity, of people showing love for one another, for strangers, right? For mm-hmm. people sacrificing to, to save someone else or to help someone else or to lend someone else a helping hand. And, those are the bits that make me feel like hopeful at like literally hopeful. Like I could go, I could just knowing the things I know this happened to me last night. I was talking to someone about this and thinking like, I can't even think about all the things going on in the world because I will spiral into how terrible things are, you know, and it's, it can go really fast because I feel like I know too much at times or I'm like I don't even know why I know these things um and um and I don't know of all the good things that are happening um or how I can have any impact and you know to be fair you can you can find those things it's not that they're not available it's just that it's just like I said before where 
the things that are easy to access and the things that are bombarding you are the hard are the hard things are the the scary things the depressing things the triggering things the sad things um the negative things and and you know finding the hope is so much harder and you have to be intentional and focused and researched and you have to have time and the resources and availability like it's so much harder and for all the people who are just trying I like I'd like to say are in the struggle or you know just trying to survive in their daily lives they might have definitely you know time to absorb all of these things floating around in the air because they're there they might not have the time and resources and availability to just you know do something that's intentional focused you know research-based and and then action-based you know that that takes a lot it takes so much and so you know, just like in our work with 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 health um, care organizations in particular and other organizations that are for the public good, my saying is like, it's on us. That's what I always, I'm, I'm like, it's not, it should, we shouldn't be leaving this to other, to the people who need the services. We shouldn't be leaving it to them for them to come to us and to find us and to get us to give them the things, right? Like that's not, it's on us. This is our job. And that's my same thought for, you know, the news industry, the storytellers, the social media posters, the influencers, it's, it shouldn't be on your viewers, right, to go and, and spend hours of research trying to correct what you said, or not even correct, but fill out, you know, the rest of that story, or find the good things to add to your story, that should be on the storytellers. (laughs) They should really be taking that responsibility and owning it. I think as consumers, it's on us to pass right on by negative and mm-hmm. keep going until we find the positive. Cause I think they are out there. We just oh, have yeah. to like sift through the yeah. mountain of, yeah. Yeah. you know, but there are people crap. with power in these, in these spaces and mm-hmm. even people who don't think that they have a lot of power, like those people who are working for, you know, one of the major companies, but they get screen time or they have some influence on which stories are told or they might be able to add a little five second bit about you know the local nonprofit and what they're doing or what have you like there is power I know that you know in my anti-racism trainings um, that was one of the most powerful things that I took from it is that people don't realize how much power they have they don't realize that they're gatekeepers like every you know every person has some gatekeeping um usually that they you know they have influence is really what it is on something right they have influence on how somebody accesses something that they have um and if we all just reflected on that and and really you know were were intent you know took some intentionality into that brought some intentionality into that into our work and what we actually want to do with that gatekeeping power it, it it can actually have some really powerful impacts in my opinion yeah I, I totally agree. And I don't think that we should be dissuaded by people who tell us not to bring out mm-hmm. the good stories and uplift the good stories and uplift people because that's a them issue. Right? Yeah. The reasons that they, they want all the negativity, that's a them issue. It doesn't need to be an our issue. Right. And I and I would argue too that like you know, you were talking earlier about, is there not money (laughs) in good stories? Is there not money there? And I would argue, and I mean, maybe, maybe it's something, you know, that, that needs to be supported in some other ways beyond my, my initial thoughts on that, of course, but I would argue 
you know, you could probably build a stronger base of people coming back to you when they're not being, you know, left in complete despair and depression <laughs> from your work. So, right. <laughs> you know, so it's like maybe... I read this past week that it was some really high number, like 70% of consumers prefer to buy brands that are mm-hmm. like-minded like socially, to, mm-hmm. and socially conscious, conscious brands. Or, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like that when it comes to needs too, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. you are absolutely correct that people want it, but it's not there or it's not readily accessible. And I guess it is on us to um, hunt it down or lift it up when we see it or mm-hmm. find ways to sensation. Mm-hmm. To find ways to integrate it into the work you're already doing if you are one of the people who has that power. Yeah. And it reminds me to bring it back to something you said at the very beginning, which is you gave advice that is essentially create the world that you want to live in. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's on us. If we're wanting to uplift it, Mm. we need to create the world that we want to live in by, you know, sharing that uplifted, uplifting messages and uplifting news and uplifting segments within perhaps crappy news not in a way of say i'm not big on directly criticizing the bearers of the bad news but more in a let's drown their voices out mm-hmm. with the good mm-hmm. yeah or let's just make an alternative style. right where yeah. people people have a place to go for safe refuge like mm. not and it's not about being safe in a sense of you don't you you know drown out the the real world if some might say or you know the the hard stuff that's happening out there it's it's really about embracing the full story because everywhere that something bad is happening I guarantee you there's somebody fighting it there's somebody trying to do something about Mm -hmm. it like that's the nature of humanity and that's what gives me hope in humanity and that's what keeps me optimistic because we have faced the worst things right I mean there's (laughs) the worst things you can imagine we have faced them as humanity and it it seems to me that um for the most part humans always show up you know they they always show up in one way or another and it's a matter of whether or not their stories were really told in a way that survived history um or survived the day or the news cycle (laughs) or or you know in, in, in a way where they were able to tell the stories if they if they weren't the, the victors sometimes you know mm-hmm. we think of who gets to tell the stories um mm-hmm. but we're in a very very unique and powerful situation right now in time where we all get to be storytellers actually if we yeah. want to be and that's that's, pretty that's cool. unique yeah it's pretty mm-hmm. cool and so you know it's a matter of who cuts through the clutter and the noise that's the challenge of today and so for all of us all of us you know involved in the uplift community in general and and everyone else that we touch in our in our lives I mean basically we have to you know just start a little movement that's all (laughs) of everyone uplifting the good in humanity that's all (laughs) <laughs> and you know for everyone out there like, I highly recommend finding yourself aside because she <laughs> they have found, they have found a way to like really bring out and make me comfortable in my own skin and I think I've always thought this way but I've been very like uh-huh. and so, for so many years it was not I would say not socially acceptable to be the person who like saw the study side 
mm-hmm. that just meant you were like a rube or naive <laughs> or dumb and kind people were just ignorant we're not it's, dumb like, we are no. smart as hell and That's we right. are motivated and successful and we are yes. so so capable and we're doing things and all those people are wrong I mean as you're saying that I'm almost crying but um and I didn't mean to cut you off because I love what you're saying but <laughs> I just wanted to share like in this moment like I cannot count the number of times I was called naive I just can't mm-hmm. like <laughs> even count mm-hmm. <laughs> So we're all in it together. We're sharing that experience and um, and we can all be that person for one another. You're definitely that person for me. So thank you, Tessa. And thank you everyone for being part of this Uplift community. It is the thing that's going to, you know, help us get closer to the world that we really want. Yes, I cannot say enough. And if you need it and you need the help, you need the gear, just get in touch with us. We're on social. You can find us for us with our information because we want this community to be strong and happy and loud and to drown out the voices of everyone else. Absolutely. Stay uplifted, y'all. Thank you, Tessa. Thanks.